Hello, uh, I'm back. <laughs> uh, it's Sunday afternoon. It's uh, almost three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm sitting in a car which I rented, and I'm driving. So uh, this morning I checked out from Hebron and took the bus to Jerusalem which was much quicker, it, at least it felt much quicker than uh, da downwards, but I guess that's normal because you know the way already and then uh, it just feels quicker. And then in Jerusalem uh, I rented a car because I wanted to take the car and uh, be a bit more free to drive wherever I want. And I'm on my way to Nazareth now. Uh, I drove by Tel Aviv and saw that uh, it's a completely different uh, world basically than than Hebron and Jerusalem were. A lot of uh, skyscrapers, like really a lot of them, a lot of banks and it seems to be a really rich city. And then I ha stopped uh, at the at the hamburger place where I yesterday I or this morning actually I went uh, in Hebron f for food and paid five shekels uh, which is about one and a half euros for for a falafel uh, sandwich and uh, the hamburger already cost uh, 82 shekels <laughs> So from 5 to 82, it's quite, uh, quite a difference. But uh, here in the Jewish parts, I can say it's as if you were somewhere in Italy or something. Uh, everything is like, 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 like uh, where I'm coming from. Because you don't have those markets, you have normal supermarkets, you have everything is uh, tidy and uh, you have a lot of cars, uh, you have a, what do you call it in English, uh, a motorway going upwards. To Hebron it was just like a, a, a small road where everybody was <laughs> trying to get there. Here it's a motorway and I'm driving guns, uh, quite nicely and it's super green here. I'm, I'm surprised how green it is here. So I'm north of Tel Aviv now and there's grass, green grass, a lot of trees. It's completely different because, oh yeah, I guess it's because I'm driving close to the to the Mediterranean Sea also, so there's a lot of uh, rain coming from there, I guess. Uh, in comparison to Jerusalem, everything was just yellow, sandstones and so on. So here it's it looks like Italy or Greece or something. So it's it's nice. You feel kind of at home <laughs> in, 
in comparison to to the three days uh, really far away in Hebron it felt really 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 different super interesting but really really different and here it's basically back home it could be Sweden for all I see here uh, you can see water the sea and on the right side like uh, I don't know what it is but I guess it's uh, huh I can see on the map also that there's water I don't quite understand what it is but it's, there's a lot of water and I kind of feel that it's fresh water because it's it's not uh, con connected to the sea so Perhaps they are just saving it here for when it's not raining or something. Uh, and there are no... So in Jerusalem and uh, Hebron were like on uh, really a lot of hills and so on. And here it's uh, nice and uh, flat. I see birds. A flock of birds, I don't know what kind of birds those are. Yeah, it's uh, totally different, it's, it's a totally different world. And it's only uh, not even 100 kilometers uh, away from, from Jerusalem and Hebron. Okay, I need to go right here. <laughs> I rented a... Hyundai I think and it's uh, automatic and it's a long time ago I had an automatic car so I'm always pressing the clutch and <laughs> and stopping the car basically <laughs> but I will I will figure it out with, with some just give me some time so I see here a city which is quite yellow Circon or something, uh, I don't know. And I can see here a lot of uh, vegetables growing and trees. It's really green. I'm surprised how green it is. You can see a lot of McDonald's here, gas stations, and so on. Okay, I will be back here in Nazareth later. Good morning from Nazareth. I arrived yesterday at my new host's Airbnb and they are a really nice couple. He is a retired teacher, communication teacher, he said. And she, I don't remember what she does. But they said uh, once their children moved out that it was so empty at home so they decided to turn their home into an Airbnb to, to have some something happening. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> it really they really made me feel like I'm visiting my uncle and aunt or something like that. They took care of me, they gave me something to eat, 
and even this morning I got coffee and a sweet treat which is some, was some local thing uh, and uh, yeah now I'm heading out down to the old city uh, to check it out they said it would only take the tour would only take like two and a half hours and then I would have seen everything <laughs> let's see how it goes uh, I was especially interested here in the uh, there's this holy well where Jesus met Maria uh, the whore I think uh, where they talked about uh, stuff and he the the water in the well so she was getting water or something and he was thirsty uh, but basically the well is holy and uh, a lot of people come there to to visit so I'm doing that also because my mom wanted me to bring some holy water and I tried to get to find some in Jerusalem but I couldn't find anything uh, so I'm thinking here this is uh, where Jesus made the water holy so that must be the most holy water which I can get I have a plastic bottle with me and we'll try to get some of that water otherwise Nazareth uh, looks much more modern like I said yesterday, here the north looks more like Greece or Italy. Uh, they said they are 20% Christians here in the city and majority Muslims. Uh, so And they live together happy without problems. Uh, they are old the the couple I'm staying with are also Palestinians and been living here uh, since generations in Nazareth or in the villages around Nazareth uh, I will try to get uh, them to answer a couple of my questions and record it for you guys uh, I talked to them about it yesterday. They wanted to, to me to prepare some questions, so I will do that today. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, quite windy here. They said it's mostly in November. That's so windy. Uh, perhaps you can hear it on the on the microphone. Sometimes I hope uh, it's not too bad. Uh, let's go down and uh, check out the old city. Well, I've been damned. That's a bummer. So I found Mary's well. 
Uh, but to my surprise, there's no water coming out of it. It's completely dry. On the front there, have uh, a picture of Mary and three pipes coming out, but no water. And when you go to the back, you can see ruins of, of a well. But uh, those are just ruins, no real well, so you cannot get water from it. Uh, and it's closed up, uh, so you cannot go down or anything. Ah yeah, there's no water in that well. So that's a bummer. I was hoping to get this water from my mom, because she asked me to. But I guess uh, then there's no way for me to to get holy water here. I don't know. Perhaps I will find it in some church or something, but until now I couldn't find anything like that. Besides the traditional portraits of the Stations of the Cross that you have in all Catholic churches, you will see on the left-hand side when we enter a large portrait of the Holy Family, of Jesus being instructed by Joseph in carpentry, of course, in their home, which possibly was above the workshop and the storerooms and bottom, or possibly below Okay, you can photograph, okay, the main sanctuary, but we're going to keep your hands like this when you're going down, okay? Downstairs there are diagrams that explain to you, okay, what you will find, the different cisterns, the granaries, and the ritual bath that is there as well. So let's go downstairs. As you could just hear, the Polish seem to be the only ones who came to the Holy Land to pray. So it's the third time I wander into a Mass in a church where a Polish Mass is held. Which is fun for me, <laughs> but really interesting that I haven't heard anyone else having a Mass here. But three times already the Polish people they just really like to pray I guess everyone else just goes in looks takes pictures perhaps prays for themselves I don't know it doesn't look like it and they just go but the Polish 
they stay for <laughs> for an hour to listen to a Polish priest preaching and praying. Good for them. Sweet at the end. Ah, <laughs> at the end. So look, look, you like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just a little bit sweet in the end. And uh, I, I put it for for him. I can make it with alcohol or without alcohol. I put Bacardi, a shot of Bacardi. It's the same, the same thesis, but one with alcohol. You know, the Bacardi is not like vodka. Vodka, you will smell it when you drink. Ah! So the vodka you will smell it. It's a Bacardi or gin. I put Bacardi. Uh, you don't smell it, so you you don't feel the you feel the pure tasty. But it was alcohol. Man, you like it with the Bacardi? It's really nice with Bacardi. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the mood is you, good. You, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't taste the Bacardi a lot. It's just uh like yeah. a behind uh, yeah. the scenes. <laughs> yeah, but I put really one one chest here, one shot. Yeah. In the uh, in the drink, but you you don't feel it. You feel it in the mood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the idea. Because it's very tasty. Yeah, what you want? I'm going to so this was uh, apparently the oldest coffee in uh, coffee in Israel since 1914. So this guy uh, has a whole pitch for the tourists here where he explains the history in, in a quick way <laughs> and he did it he explained it to me he, he then sells uh, coffee and cinnamon a cinnamon drink which he boils where he boils cinnamon for a long time and it's 
apparently cinnamon is naturally sweet if you boil it enough or it, I didn't know that and then he also uh, makes a, a drink either with alcohol or without with lemon and pomegranate and so on uh, yeah it was kind of fun he said he was the third generation his grandfather his father and now he is only in the cafe and inside uh, everything was really old uh, like the stools where the old guys were playing backgammon and cards and the tables were also really really old and you saw, saw uh, I don't know, perhaps 10 guys uh, above 60 playing cards and backgammon. And he said those guys are always there. They have they, they, they father, Their fathers have been playing in the cafe. cafe and uh, they are playing also. And apparently their sons will also play there. So it's a place for to meet for the local community. He said uh, 90% locals, no, 80% locals and 20% tourists are coming there. Yeah, he had a fun attitude. So I liked it. I drank the coffee with cardamom and the cinnamon. Uh, this cooked cinnamon was in really sweet. I didn't. I thought he put sugar in it, but he said no. It's natural. So yeah, it was nice. I, if you're in Nazareth, <laughs> you will see uh, you will see signs uh, all over the old city. So just go there and have a drink and uh, experience how time slows down when you sit down and to watch the old guys playing cards and backgammon <laughs> it was uh, really relaxing I have to say and the old guys were apparently quite used to the tourists taking pictures because they didn't didn't even move one when a group of tourists came in and all of them took pictures they are just playing as if nobody would uh, have come in. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I think I'm kind of done with Nazareth Old City. It's it's not that much. It's mostly churches here uh, and moshes, and the Old City has a market, but it's not as interesting as the one in Hebron or Jerusalem. Uh, it's a modern city a bit interesting but uh, but yeah just a normal city I would say with a couple of special big churches and old uh, ruins from, from the ancient Nazareth
Interestingly, the church bells don't feel as alien to me, even if that's the only thing you can hear here in Nazareth. In comparison to Hebron, where we heard uh, a lot of what do you call it in English, uh, where, uh, prayer from the mosques. So here you can hear church bells from all of of the churches at the same time because it's 12 o'clock Monday and the closest one is the is the basilica here uh, yeah interesting So nice day is coming to an end. Quite uh, quiet and easygoing the whole day. Uh, I ended up going to to this one sea of I'm not sure I remember the name. Uh, it's the sea where Jesus uh, walked on the water. Let me just quickly check what it was called uh, the Sea of Ginazaret or it has different names uh, Sea of Galilea I think uh, and so on it looks <laughs> <laughs> the the shape of the sea is funny because it looks kind of like Africa uh, or yeah and it's it's the it's 250 meters below sea level which is interesting and it's a, a freshwater sea and I went for a swim actually. It was really nice and uh, it wasn't that warm, but it wasn't cold either. It was basically like swimming during the summer in Sweden. <laughs> so, so I'm used to it, that it's not super warm. But here I was basically almost the only person there, but definitely the only person who went for a swim. I saw one guy, no, yeah, there was one, one more guy, uh, but he had this, uh, this, uh, what's, what surfers have, uh, neoprene on him, so, <laughs> so he wouldn't be cold, but I went just with shorts, so, yeah, I'm a Viking, <laughs> and otherwise it's uh, really empty here. It's off, totally off-season. They switched off the water in the showers. Uh, so you can't even shower. There is uh, no lifeguard. So you, if you go for a swim, it's on you. There is 
I went to to this one city nearby also which was really really empty also so apparently uh, it's really off season in November nobody is here Uh, at least uh, at, on the beaches and in the town nobody is here but I see a lot of buses coming to this Sea of Galilee hotel and dropping off people right now I have been here photographing uh, the sundown and I already seen two buses coming and delivering people and this is within just half an hour or something so I'm not quite sure it's really nice and warm still even now at uh, what time is it now let's check it's five o'clock okay it's not that late but it's totally dark which is super weird because normally it's dark early when when it's cold and here it's warm and it's dark early at least that's where i i'm coming from so during the summer when it's warm it's normally uh, sun uh, the sun is out until at least 11 12 but here at four around four it goes down but it's still nice and warm outside yeah that was that day uh, uh, I'm tomorrow I'm not quite sure yet where what I will be doing I need a place to stay for for, for the last two nights but I guess I will find something tonight but if it's that warm I could even sleep outside I have my car <laughs> Uh, so I think I want to go to the Dead Sea and and take a swim there also uh, just because when I'm here that's that's a good thing to do it's not far I need to go back to Jerusalem anyway to get to Tel Aviv uh, to the Tel Aviv airport uh, so why why not just uh, go to the Dead Sea also I think I can go there is a road on this side also I, I w when I went up I went to Tel Aviv and then uh, by the Mediterranean Sea up and then to Nazareth but I also would want to tomorrow I think I will first visit uh, one or two cities by the Mediterranean Sea and then drive uh, down to Jerusalem and the Dead Sea I guess that will be a plan so I can see a lot during one day basically <laughs> okay uh, see you tomorrow
I'm done with uh, Nazareth, so I checked out this morning from this very nice couple uh, who made me really feel like uh, I'm at a home away from home. We talked politics, we talked uh, about our families, about what we work with and so on. They gave me a breakfast, I got a beer yesterday which was also <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, it was a Carlsberg, so but but still, the the thought is uh, the important thing. <laughs> uh, and basically, there uh, one one of their daughters uh, works as a doctor in in Berlin. Actually, uh, their son is studying in Romania, I think, also medicine. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I really felt at, like I'm visiting an uncle and an aunt or something like that. So again, thanks for having me. <laughs> and now I'm. Uh, I went uh, because they they told me that I should go all the way north northwest, basically, as far as I can get. And here is a. Uh, it's a cave system uh, f uh, from uh, basically on the border to Lebanon uh, and there is a cave system which was made by the sea uh, and it's still ongoing I would say so the sea is still washing out the, the rock and making the the, the cave bigger what you heard in the beginning was uh, uh, the sound of the bats which live in the cave. The cave isn't that super big, but it, it's a cave system, so I you can't see it all at once, but they made it accessible by a, a cable car, and then you, they drilled small uh, paths through the rocks so you could see the caves from different angles and directions. Uh, and then uh, there is also this tunnel f which the British did for uh, for that train during World War II. They needed a way to to go from uh, Palestine or Israel to via uh, Lebanon. Uh, to to Europe and so they they put put a lot of people to work and within one year they they made this tunnel for the train which is about 200 meters long and it uh, they also made uh, uh, two bridges two hanging bridges to to be able to to use the train, and they used it uh, during World War Two for for their stuff. But and afterwards, uh, the people who were in in Auschwitz, for example, the Jews were taken by this train to Israel. Uh, so it's a historical uh, tunnel, I would say. Uh, yeah, and they have 
it's really awesome looking here because it's all the uh, caves are kalk as far as I understand so it's quite white and outside when the sun is shining on them it's really bright and you can hear in the background <laughs> a group of young people coming so I think you will not be able to hear me soon <laughs> but I think I explained everything here so it's a touristy thing but uh, it's it's awesome looking so I I would say if you're in Israel totally visit it Good morning on the last day of my journey to Israel. Yesterday I arrived at the Dead Sea. It didn't do much, uh, just chilling in my room or I have a small bungalow for, me, for myself. Uh, this morning I went out, just, just went out to, to the sea to look at it, to check it out basically, because the light was kind of unique to take a couple of pictures. It's, <laughs> to be honest, it's kind of like the name says, it's dead. You don't see any life here. Around it, it's mostly just sand and stones. And I can see quite quite far and that's that's basically it and in the water the water is clear but I don't see any life in inside of it perhaps later once I go for a swim or something but right now I see only stones I see no plankton no crabs or anything, no mussels, nothing. So that's different to what I I see in Sweden and in where when I go there there's always something you can see which lives. But perhaps later I will find something. I'm not sure if it's really dead or I need to read on, uh, uh, read up on it. And <laughs> also, I'm in in like a resort, like a. I guess it's for mostly for families. I just took it because it was really late already, and I my Airbnb host cancelled on me, so I needed to just something where I could sleep, which would be close to the Dead Sea. And yeah, it's off season again, obviously, and it's so empty and they still have opened, but only one restaurant has opened and then nothing else, basically. There, I've, I don't know how many people, but a couple of people are here. I met a couple yesterday 
at the restaurant one <laughs> one couple uh, and the people who work here they are so bored you can see it in their faces how bored they are because nothing is happening but they still need to be in the restaurant if someone comes like me <laughs> so uh, but everything else seems to be closed there's kind of a cinema I think which is closed there are bars which are closed there is uh, there's a lot of uh, like playgrounds which are kind of closed but the swimming pool is open so that's nice I guess I will go swim there also but I'm mostly interested in swimming in the Dead Sea uh, yeah let's try that and I will tell you how it was later on <laughs> Back in my car after having had a nice nice swim or basically it wasn't swim it was float <laughs> so I went to the Dead Sea to to try to float basically I really didn't expect how extreme this floating would be I thought yeah you would float like a little bit more like uh, at my parents, uh, they they have a salt water bassin where you can, uh, when you can swim and you float a little bit and so on. It's it's nice and fun. But here, you, I went into the water, and then suddenly, I when I was basically down to my hips, uh, the next step was just so weird because I. I would float suddenly. I couldn't just uh, keep standing. <laughs> I would float and I couldn't swim. I would, my arms and my legs would go up in the air automatically uh, without me having the possibility to even do anything. So I couldn't swim. So the, the, my swimming was basically uh, going. Uh, down <laughs> uh, my, my feet up in the air and then my legs uh, my, my arms uh, swimming basically that was basically it uh, I, it was amazing beautiful just just so different to anything else uh, I, I even to what I imagined it's so different uh, it was yeah I, I really I really liked it and now I'm uh, driving the, uh, by the side of the Dead Sea south on the road there's a road just by the sea and uh, watching the beautiful really beautiful amazing magical scenery with the Dead Sea on the left and uh, like really high mountains on the right like really really high and it's it's magnificent I I cannot describe it so you need to see for yourself and on the beaches of the Dead Sea you can see sometimes white white places and that I guess is the uh, 
salt which uh, which collects there because the the Dead Sea is like really full of salt. Oh, I see people walking there. I think I want to go there also to take a picture. Oh, I yeah, I will be back once I uh, I need to go back. <laughs> Sorry, I totally forgot about recording what I'm doing today because I was at the beaches of the Dead Sea. I drove down to the south uh, to get a really nice pictures. I think that I've got amazing pictures of uh, crystallized salt in the sea. And <laughs> I think I left when uh, when I was driving and I saw people down because it was quite difficult to to get to the sea because the the road is about always like 200 meters or even more away from the sea and there is no real way to to just uh, stop and get there. Uh, there are uh, always uh, signs of danger because when it's raining, uh, the rainwater washes out the salt un under the rocks and uh, it creates pit holes or what you call it. Like when you step on it, you could it it could just. Uh, fall you, you you would fall with everything down and you might uh, be injured and then nobody's there to help you and so on so so it's kind of forbidden to go there but there are some places where you can go but uh, it's not obvious so when i drove i saw people down there but in the end i decided to to keep going uh, i went uh over the border of the West Bank to Israel and kept driving down to where where the Dead so so in the middle of the Dead Sea there is it starts uh, be more less water and there you have a lot more salt on the on the beaches so it's and also there was a a big resort with a lot of hotels and so on and they made it so you could uh, come close to to the beach to the water really basically they have uh, beaches to 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 be there and to swim and so on uh, but those beaches uh, are really uh, with the water where the water is really not that deep and therefore, you can see a lot more salt uh, crystallized at the bottom. Uh, yeah, you really need to check out the pictures I did. It's they are amazing. Uh, so basically, that was my whole day driving down and up uh, by the by the west border of the Dead Sea. And I was swimming one more time in the evening, uh, or floating basically. And yeah, uh, 
so I know now that uh, the sea is completely dead. Nothing lives there because there's just too much salt in it. So it's completely dead. <laughs> but it looks amazing. So on the right side you have when you drive, you should you really should if you go to Israel, you should take a car. Uh, and just drive down from Re Re Jerusalem or like all the way down by the Dead Sea. You can, there's a road going uh, in between the, the big mountains on the right and the Dead Sea on the left. And the scenery is just amazing. It's really, I would compare, almost compare it a little bit to Iceland. Uh, uh, because it's also you can see super far there's uh, only slight air pollution it's basically like in Iceland you, it's amazing it looks like on a different planet yeah I saw people on the left by by the by the Dead Sea by the beach where there was a white something white shining uh, so i assume it was salt and i wanted to start stop there and go down because normally it's a bit difficult to get there because the road is about 200 meters away from the beach and there are signs everywhere uh, which say danger uh, pitfalls so i guess the the rainwater it it uh, takes the salt under the rocks and makes holes and when you go there you could you could fall in into one and it could be really big and you could hurt yourself uh, and then nobody is there to help you so that's why i guess that's why they just uh, forbid most of the parts to where where it's not a beach of a resort or or some a public beach you shouldn't go there but that's where the the nice uh, crystallized structures are of the of the salt uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's be security is more important than uh, the nice a nice picture so i basically i decided to to keep driving and i drove uh, basically to uh, about 70 kilometers down on the on the coast of the dead sea on the israeli side on the west coast and it's the the scenery is just amazing i i cannot describe it on the right side you have this big big mountains uh which are completely like reddish orange uh it's not sand but it's it's stone basically and on the right side you have the the dead sea so i think it's there because of the same thing why the uh, Sea of Galilee is there also. Or both are actually lakes, not seas, but they are both called seas. So the, the one 
there is this if you know about plate tectonics where the Asian plate uh, and the African I would guess plate come together uh, they are drifting apart and that's why you have this canyon like structure here all the way from the Sea of Galilee down here through this the Dead Sea and further down to the to the ocean and here the Dead Sea is uh, therefore a, about what was it 420 meters under the sea level because they went apart and then there's just space in the middle and then water uh, from all the sides came down and it washed out a lot of uh, a lot of salt and uh, there's no way to go for the for the salt so it just stayed st stays in the dead sea and that's why it's dead i guess because it has, I think, 34% of salt or something. So it's totally dead. I, I went swimming once, one more time and it was, <laughs> there's nothing in it. It's just completely dead. Uh, but uh, I went, I drove uh, all the way down to where it's about half of it where it starts uh, having even less water uh, and there you can see a lot more uh, salt crystallized on the beaches so I took uh, really amazing pictures there like really one of a kind uh, you need to check them out I will link them uh, from under, under the podcast uh yeah it was the scenery i just just it's it's comparable to to iceland it's just like you're on a different planet because the colors don't match what what you expect it's like reddish orange the whole uh mountains and then different shades of blue in the dead sea the like dark blue and light blue and white on the sides it looks amazing in especially in the when when it starts uh, that when the sun is starting going down a little bit so the light isn't that super harsh anymore uh, but sadly on this on the west side because of how it how it is because you have it's it's under it's it's a hole basically so so the mountain which you see on the left is actually i don't think it's even a mountain it's just the the normal the normal part of the earth basically but because you're in a hole uh, the uh, the sun is gone uh, basically at three o'clock you are in shade and then it takes one more hour to four o'clock and then it's getting dark 
uh, yeah, that was this day, I guess. Uh, uh, I went floating one more time in the evening. Uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Also, it's just so weird that you you can't swim because you're you're floating. Your hands and your legs are in the air, basically. <laughs> but it's a it's an experience. It's it's really interesting because you you're super light. You don't you you float like you can just lay down, put your head in the in the water, and just close your eyes and just lie on the water, basically. And you will not go under. You can just relax and feel the salt eating in everywhere. <laughs> if you have a cat, it's oh, it it hurts. <laughs> so perhaps put something on the cat before you go into the water. Uh, yeah, and this was the last day uh, of my journey I spent uh, basically on the road photographing but I'm super happy that I did it because otherwise I wouldn't be able to see the scenery uh, tonight I pack everything at, and then I need to be at the airport at 6 or half past 6 perhaps so I need to go from here. It takes uh, about one and a half hours and then I need to give back the car and so on. So I will need to go about uh, at five or something or even earlier. Uh, once I get home, I perhaps uh, will, will try to summarize everything and uh, I don't know, perhaps uh, cut it in different pieces and uh, have different uh, episodes of it or something like that. So thanks for listening and I hope you liked it. And like I said, check out uh, my pictures from this journey. They will make it more uh, as if you were there also <laughs> and i totally recommend to go to israel and don't be shy about uh, the west bank uh, i heard uh, yesterday that uh, when i was at the sea of galilee there were again four uh, Four missiles shot, but this time not from Gaza, but from uh, from Syria. So from really close to to where I was again. Uh, but I didn't even uh, see anything or hear anything because they have this uh, Iron Dome uh, anti-rocket uh, system which shot all of them down before they even got over the Israeli airspace uh, so it's 
you need to get used to it that it's it's like that but once you once you hear about it every and every time nothing happens basically the military takes care of it you kind of uh, forget about it and go on with your life and i guess that's how everyone here in israel can live with this situation uh it's obviously difficult for for the people from Gaza uh, and espe- yeah, especially from Gaza uh, but that's kind of politics which I don't think I want to get into right now uh, I don't see a solution <laughs> so because everybody from both sides do seem to have good points and it's a long long history and you can always point to some earlier point in history where this or that happened and so on so i don't think there's a a way to to fix it uh, at least right now and yeah With that, uh, good night and uh, hear you in the next episode of my podcast, Gina's Excellent Encounters. Bye.